0: So Shelley, we have a lot going on in today's episode. Yeah, we're reading a letter. Yep, we got some thoughts on Mother's Day. Yes, because
1: this episode should come out somewhere around Mother's Day. Sure,
0: I really <laughs> the, haven't looked
1: at a calendar in recently. the general <laughs> arena of. Yep, that mm-hmm. seems accurate. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we've got a little Sky Daddy.
1: Always and speaking of mothers, we got yeah. some Sky
0: Daddy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll definitely have to do a whole Father's Day Sky Daddy episode. Yeah. And uh, we got a little pirate god reading from the Book of Mormon. I love when he shows up. He? I think pirate god is (laughs) non-binary. Pretty sure. (laughs) I stand corrected. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to get to all that in just a second. All righty. Hey, Virginia.
2: Did you know the law protects patients from surprise medical bills? Insurance companies and hospitals post cost information online. You can request a good faith estimate three days ahead of hospital care. Know your rights as a healthcare consumer. Visit controlyourcare.com to learn more about patient focused healthcare laws. Controlyourcare.com can help empower your healthcare decisions, paid for by the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter Day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out a fucking life. I mm-hmm. <laughs> dropped an F-bomb wow, out of the gate. I sure did. Sometimes I just feel like an F-bomb's on the tip of my tongue and mm-hmm. I just got to drop it. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should we just dive into a letter? Are you going to introduce yourself? Oh, I'm Mary. I'm Shelley. Should we just dive into a letter? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. We haven't read one in a while. Well, then today's the day. Today is the lucky day. And this is from Jenny G. She actually wrote this about a month ago or so. Wow, that's yeah. relatively fresh. It is relatively fresh. Mm-hmm. We should do our little intro that we haven't done in a long time. Remember? Oh, yeah. Just follow my lead. Oh, okay. It's time for another LDL letter. letter. I'm glad you didn't make that plural because we're just reading the one letter today. I made it singular. I know. Did
1: you put some thought into that? I did while I was (laughs) singing. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) Which is
0: it? Ah, This is one or two. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, my gosh. So many options. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Jenny G says, hello, Mary and Shelley. Hello, Jenny G. I had a stressful day yesterday, says Jenny G. I was about to start cooking dinner after arguing with one of my kids and I murmured to myself, "I need my ladies." I think she means us.
1: Are we the ladies? I think we're the ladies. Are we her lady? I'll be your lady. <laughs> Shoot.
0: Will you be my lady? I don't know. Is I'm that a song? That up. No. Okay.
1: What is that song? I'm I don't to know. Sing? But this is amazing. That's your what phone. The fuck? Leave it in Dan. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: that was a scam. Likely, it said.
0: Okay. Well. <laughs> What song am I
1: thinking of, seriously? Are you still recording? Yeah. I just want to say how awesome it is that that was the loudest fucking interruption (laughs) ever. You can no longer bitch about my tiny phone buzzing. Uh, (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I don't know what song that is. Actually, I do know what it is. You do? You are my lady. Everything I need and more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, can we get back to the letter? Sure.
0: Since we're her ladies. hmm Okay, Jenny G says, I poured myself a glass of wine, as you do. Damn right. Put in my ear pods and listen to the next episode of LDL. a girl. It is an instant escape. I actually do some version of this most days. I'm about a year behind since I found your podcast more recently. It's March of 2021, and I am just listening to the March of 2020 episodes. She says, it's also really trippy to hear you talk about the early days of coronavirus. What a fucking crazy year. Oh, wow, right? Indeed, Uh, We just got our second vaccine. Sure did. My arm's
1: fucking sore, but I don't have
0: any, like, flu symptoms. I know. That is true. I don't either. Where's some wood wood to knock on? Yeah. Okay. Knocked on the wood. Jenny says, I was never a Mormon, and I'm about 80% hetero. And she says, that's a whole other story. Mm Mm-hmm. I grew up East Coast Catholic, fairly liberal, and it was as much a culture as it was a religion, Mm -hmm. Mm, for sure. I started listening to your podcast because I was following the Scientology and Indoctrination podcasts. I was in a yoga and meditation organization that was pretty cultish for about a decade from 27 to 37, which made me interested in cults. I now work for Hospice as a bereavement counselor and as a part-time interfaith chaplain, but mostly I identify as a humanist at this point.
1: Love it. Mm-hmm. Did I mention yet on the podcast about um, Smashy deciding she's Christian? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I think she's changed her mind at this point. So sorry to interrupt the uh, mm-hmm. the letter there, but we were driving, me and the four youngest kids, and Cassidy slash Smashy, the seven almost eight year old, out of the blue says, "I'm a Christian." And of course, my heart sank. And then I said, "Oh well, what does that mean? I don't know." <laughs> um, I'm like, "Okay." Well, she goes, "Well, it means that I love Jesus." I'm like, "All right, cool." Then she said something about wanting to be baptized, and I said, "Well, why do you need to get baptized? So I can be a Christian? What does that mean? I don't know." Mm-hmm. And then she goes, "Well, I like to read the Bible." Does she? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then Simon up front's like, "Uh, you know, the Bible is just a bunch of stories put together by men to make people be obedient." <laughs> True story. At a boy, Simon. Mm-hmm. That's, my, wow. that's my Simon. So Smashy was a little bit uh, uh, deflated. <laughs> it's a hard thing because I feel like the Jesusy shit that's taught to to little kids is all very loving and happy, unless you're a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> that's follow true. Follow the prophet. Right. Follow Absolutely. the prophet. Yeah. So these little ones start to try to believe in something, and I don't know where she's getting this. It could be a friend at school. It could be her dad. I, I have no idea. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me. Do they go to church? No. Okay. But it's hard. You don't want to smash a kid's— Smashy? You don't want to smash You smashy. want to smash smashy, but you don't <laughs> at the same time want her to get caught up in this ridiculous shit. So I mentioned a few Bible stories, some of the ones that we had spoken about previously about the foreskins. Oh, Didn't,
0: we've got some good ones coming up later on in this true. episode, too. That's true.
1: Anyway, I guess the question I'm throwing out there is when your kids start to latch on to something that's very innocent, but you know when it gets deep down to it, it's fucked up, like, at what point do you do you crush their hopes and dreams? <laughs> yeah, this is or, slash, challenging. save them from the bullshit that's coming.
0: Well, it's challenging because potentially you're talking about parents living in different households with different ideas about how to raise children and not being on the same page. For sure. So that's always challenging. Always, always, always. Right. If it's that problematic for the kids, you know, mediation might be good. For me, I grew up with that same situation. Mm -hmm. My mother dragged us to church. My father was like, how do you believe that stuff? Mm -hmm. And I ended up making my own conclusions when
1: I was an adult. But that can be challenging for a kid. Yeah. It made me sad because— about an hour later, Smashy was sort of sniffling and crying in her room.
0: Because Simon her, deflated her? <laughs> <laughs> because
1: Simon <laughs> spoke the truth. Um, and I went out and talked to her, and she was sad because she said, Mom and Dad don't believe the same thing. Ah, uh, yeah. And, uh, it's that's like, tough. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just hugged her, and I said, you know, that's just how it is sometimes, and mm-hmm. you, you are free to believe whatever you want. That's the great thing about it. Yeah, and then I also reminded her about the story of the foreskins. <laughs> I didn't. You didn't tell her about foreskins. I. I Does she know what foreskins I are? I told the story. You know what? I told the story, but I but I said it was cut off a body part. Okay. Yeah, because she's like the Bible's great. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. I'm like, oh, interesting. You would say that. <laughs> uh, so I kindly introduced a few other Bible stories. I don't know. I just don't like how it's the whitewashing of everything that mm-hmm. gets the kids in, and then they're then they're like super Christian. And then they are able to dismiss the shit that's in there. You know, it's like if you make a meal and this is totally off the top of my head. If you make a meal, you're going to go in there and tell you tell the person how great all this stuff is. Right. This is homemade and this, this, this. You're not going to start with, oh, yeah, by the way, I burned the beans. Like, did that make any Was that a weird, mm-hmm. weird <laughs> analogy? Let's keep it. You know what I mean? Like no one's going <laughs> to want... Don't lead with the bad news. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you wait till they are hooked on whatever you're saying, and then they'll just be like, "Ah, eh, whatever, burnt beans. Who cares? Let's focus on the broccoli slaw."
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the challenge is when you when you teach your kids, and yeah. kids put you on a pedestal. They want to believe everything out of your mouth is gospel. Yes, <laughs> gospel. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. You know, that's the challenge.
1: Kids don't know how to think for themselves yet. Right. And I think that's what was what hurt Smashy is that she was so happy with herself having the same beliefs uh, as her dad. Hmm. And then realizing that I was not in the same boat, it it hurt her. I think she almost, and I didn't ridicule her. I didn't. I was very sensitive with what I said because I was like, you know, there's there's other things in the Bible as well. There's this to believe in, and I personally don't believe in a God that we need to be afraid of, that we need to be so sad about because He sent His kid to die. Like I don't believe in that. That doesn't seem like love to me. So how do you balance that shit? Because Am I kind of like the bad guy now? Because I I sort of said it straight again in a very kind fashion, but it did make her really sad. And I did call Brent afterward. I'm like, dude, we can't be doing religion. It's too problematic. We believe too differently. And to his credit, he's like, I would never, I've never forced anything on them. I've never, you know, they've seen me read the scriptures and so they ask what I'm doing. Um, So I'm thinking maybe we need to get out a Ouija board. And I'll be like, dude, they were seeing Mary and I do light as a feather, stiff as a board, and they asked, so we brought them into the occult. Nice.
0: Yeah, no, that's not my jam. Yeah. Okay.
1: What I'm saying is I know that Brent's not taking them to church, and he's not saying you need to believe this. He's not doing that because he sees how bad it was for us as Mormons being told this is what's right, and he doesn't doesn't believe all that anymore. Um, So he's sensitive in that respect, but if kids are taught by example— she watches him. She watches him go to church with his girlfriend. She watches him read the scriptures. Of course, she's going to ask, and I don't expect him to be like, you're too young for this, because I wouldn't, you know, if she was asking me about something I was doing. So anyway, what I'm saying is it just sucks. It's hard.
0: Well, maybe one thing that could give her hope is that you could continue to explain that she gets to decide for herself, and that's a really good thing. Oh, for sure. She doesn't have to take anybody else's word for it. She can come to her own conclusions.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And when, after this had gone down and I was getting pissed in my mind thinking that Brent was forcing Christianity on them, which he wasn't, so I immediately got online and found a website for um, the humanist religion (laughs) (laughs) Uh, about making choices that are good for the world, good for other people, Mm. good for yourself. Mm -hmm. We basically had discussions the next morning over breakfast of like, if, if you found a $50 bill, what would you do with it? And then it was like, why would you do that? Do you do that because you're afraid God will punish you if you don't or you do that because it's the loving thing to do to to return someone's money, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. I think I'm going to do a lot more lessons with the kids that focus on why we do things.
0: Like the the right things to the do. The right things to do not not kind be, things. Yeah, to
1: the kind things to do not because Jesus. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Can we get back to the letter? Yeah, sorry. Okay, that was quite the aside. My bad. <laughs> sorry, Jenny. Okay. Jenny says, we live in Gilbert, Arizona, which was founded by Mormons, and our two foster kids' last placement was a Mormon home. Oof. They were kicked out of that home for no good reason, very suddenly, which is how they came to us. One night, the eight-year-old was crying. When I asked her why, she said, they lied in church. They said you could be with your family forever, but it isn't true. It was heartbreaking. Jenny says, I also found a book of Mormon in her suitcase that the former uh, foster mom had packed. So it's like, I'm kicking you out. But I'm slipping in a book of Mormon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Jenny says, because Mm -hmm. I was listening to your podcast and had learned about the whole families can be together for eternity thing, I knew what she was talking about. Mm -hmm. She says, I threw the book of Mormon out. At a girl. Good call. Our neighbors are Mormon, and they still have a Trump sign up, and it's March of 2021 as I write this. (laughs) Oh my God, not to be
1: political, but he lost. Take down the fucking sign.
0: Yeah, that ship sailed. Yeah. My stepdaughter, who is 19, grew up surrounded by this Mormon crap. She's a lesbian, which I always suspected, but she confirmed at the age of 17. She and her father moved here from Boston in 2011 She got into serious trouble with drugs in high school, and I am sure some of it had to do with the unaccepting atmosphere at the public schools around here, Mm -hmm. at which everyone is either Mormon or non-denominational Christian. They are all love the sin, not the sinner, kind of people, aka arrogant idiots. And I'm sure she felt wrong and out of place. She and my husband are also Jewish, culturally only, not religious. He deeply regrets moving her from the more liberal and accepting Northeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Long story short, the reason I wanted to write to you is because it has been a stressful time, and listening to your podcast has been very cathartic for me. I'm 46, but I've never been the sole mother before. My stepdaughter was only here part-time, she says back in the back in the day. And I feel very stressed about how gender roles and toxic masculinity are influencing them. They've been surrounded by it their whole lives, especially the 13-year-old boy who already shows some signs of it. Oof. I want my daughter, who is eight, to feel free of the constraints I felt from being a strong woman. One thing we we're planning is to move back to the East Coast. Maybe Virginia, she says. We'll see. Come on down. Yep. But in the meantime, having that glass of wine, listening to my ladies, in quotes. We're her ladies. We're the ladies. You are my lady. That's the song.
1: Everything I need and more. (laughs) I think it's Freddie Jackson, actually. Is it? Pretty sure. Okay.
0: Listening to my ladies rip on the patriarchy, religions, and embrace all things LGBTQIA+. Get all the letters in there. And all the things woke is cathartic and awesome. I'm genuinely grateful to have you in my life at this moment. I'm a Patreon supporter. Not a big one yet, but I am on there. That's awesome. Thank Thank you you so much. And lastly, Jenny says, thanks for putting yourselves out there and sharing your stories.
1: You're welcome. You are so welcome. Thanks for writing in. That was good. Yeah, thanks for writing in. We appreciate that. That is a hard... Yeah, God, how do you raise your children and not have them, either gender, any gender, be affected by the patriarchy. It's so hard.
0: Especially in religious communities.
1: Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And it's like the most I can do is be a strong woman and show—it's just so prevalent. Patriarchy Mm -hmm. is fucking everywhere. It's like in the cracks of everything. It's like fucking tar that you can't pull out of—
0: Yeah, we're all enmeshed in it.
1: It's like vines that just grow and you can't extract one because then there's another one right right, next to it. For sure, and I see it affect both my daughters and my sons, and that's sad because let's talk about the sons first. They're good people. My boys are good people. They really are, but you see this thing seep into them Mm -hmm. where they kind of get an air of talking down to the girls in the family. Mm -hmm. I know they don't realize that they do it, okay, but sometimes they do it. And I don't see that when they talk to each other. It's weird.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. So, uh, a little Airbnb update. We are still working on this project. We hope to have it up and running in the Mm -hmm. next month or so. Mm -hmm. We have a dock, and we went fishing. Mm -hmm. I caught...
1: I caught first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, you were catching some little perch and throwing them back. And then you caught like a 25-inch...
1: That's Catfish. what he said. That's Catfish. <laughs> Speaking of patriarchy. <laughs> I did. And you know what was funny is I'd gone down there just for fun. I mm-hmm. didn't bring a net. I brought only like the last few worms that were still alive from the refrigerator. And I was just catching these little bitty things. And I was just having fun, catching them, throwing back in. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You got a big one. Yep. There goes my bobber like so far mm-hmm. in the water. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Start to reel it up. Get it close to the surface. And I'm like holy shit.
0: And so you call me, you're like, bring the net, bring the net. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Bring the net
1: (laughs) now. I was in this full on panic because I thought the line was going to break and I was so excited.
0: Yeah. So I ran down there, brought the net. Mm -hmm. We get the thing up. We decide we're going to eat that sucker. Yeah, I'm right. So you take it up to clean it. Meanwhile, I cast a line and the same thing, Uh giant catfish, probably as big as the one you got. The first one? No. Wasn't well, the first big. one, I'm not counting that one. I threw that back. So, yeah, I got two. Okay. I got two.
1: Shelly got one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did catch three perch before. Yep, anyway, perch. So nothing's little, a competition between us. Don't tiny worry. Tiny
0: baby perch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and they were cute.
0: <laughs> they were cute. You threw them back.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah, we tossed back the pregnant one. Yes. Yeah. Go and live another day and make babies. I mean, it is Mother's Day. <laughs> it is
1: Mother's Somewhere Day. Somewhere around when this
0: episode comes out. <laughs> so, uh, you posted a picture of me. Mm -hmm. with one of the fish on Facebook, and I guess maybe you showed it to your kids. Yeah, it's on Instagram too, yeah. Philip said, so Mary, I can't believe you caught that fish. I think it had to be mom. (laughs) I guess he views you as more masculine than me or something. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe he's
1: just super protective of mom, like mom's the best. I don't know.
0: Well, I asked him about it. I was like trying to get him to tell me Uh why he assumed that, that I was not, I'm like, do you think I'm not able to catch a 25-inch... Fish? Like, tell me, what's what's going on? What are you thinking? What did he say? Uh, he was just not able to articulate <laughs> why he thought I was not capable Didn't know of it. Why? <laughs> Something about me doesn't seem like I can catch a fish.
1: Yes. Yeah. I don't know. But you did. Sure shit. You caught the shit out of that thing. You know, I think back to when my kids were little, specifically one of my children, when he found out that I was a woman, it like broke him. Really? Because I was strong and fast and, you know, smart. And, like, one day he was making fun of girls. And he was really young, uh-huh. right? And making fun of girls. And then I'm like, dude, you know I'm a girl, right? Like, seriously crushed him. He had he didn't, no idea. He didn't. <laughs> didn't re- it didn't. Does not <laughs> come cute. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so there you go. The patriarchy was strong in that one from a yeah. young, young age. Yeah. And that's what we're saying here. So girls, what messages do they get? What do they internalize from patriarchy? Well, boys know how to do things. That they're not good enough. Right. They're not strong enough. Yep. They're not smart enough. Yep. And what do the boys get? We're stronger. Yep. We're more capable. Right. We're physically stronger. We're better. Right? Right. Yeah. Isn't
1: that what happens? For sure, which is also a disservice to them in that, A, it can turn them into real assholes, but B, um, that's a lot of pressure to be the strongest, the smartest, the, the provider, the everything. You know, that's it's just fucked up. It's It's so fucked fucked up. up. Patriarchy is fucked
0: up. Yeah. It's a a fucked up system. I remember talking to some friends. I'm going to use air quotes around that term. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) A friend in particular Uh who just doesn't believe that patriarchy exists. Right, right, right. You know, he thinks that we've made it up. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as patriarchy. Mm -hmm. I disagree. Agree to disagree, bro.
1: Oh, <laughs> how could you say? Only a guy would say it's made right? up, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny too. So I've been dealing with the issue with uh, my parents in Utah and how my mom has let herself basically become completely helpless. And my dad has to do everything for her, which is how it's been our entire life. And um, it's become super frustrating for my brothers because now they're to the point where they need almost round the clock care. My mom, for sure. My dad, not yet. But my mom being so helpless, like makes my brothers nuts crazy what do they expect oh that's what i was saying i'm like guys this is the patriarchy and they they laugh and they joke they know patriarchy is a thing they do um but they laugh and poke fun Oh, they were saying something. Like, How did mom even learn this? And so I said, guys. <laughs> look at dad. <laughs> I know. But I said, guys, I found a book in mom and dad's library years ago called Fascinating Womanhood. Mm-hmm. And I told them a couple of stories about putting the Dixie cup holder upside down uh-huh. so that the husband is like, oh, look at you trying to draw out Let tremble. me help you out there, little lady. Yeah, and I told them that. And they were like, jaws drop, like, Oh, seriously? I'm like, yes. They didn't they didn't I'm like, it's in the book. It's in the book that mom read. And they go, oh, okay, it makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So men who don't view themselves as being patriarchal, because those two brothers I'm talking about, they have very strong wives, mm-hmm. right? And so they probably don't see the patriarch as much. And so then when they see my mom and dad, the way they interact, it makes them crazy. And I have to explain to them. It's because of the patriarchy, guys. That's why they are mm-hmm. how they are. It's not because yeah. mom was born helpless and dad was born controlling whatever. It's the society they were raised in mm-hmm. that turned them this way. Well, and
0: certainly some folks are super aware of it mm-hmm. and try to combat it, men mm-hmm. and women both, and those in between. Mm-hmm. But it's just so ingrained in our culture. Right. You can't help it. Yeah. We're all victims of it. Yep. We can't help it.
1: I mean, I'm the first one to ask a man to help with something before I were to ask a woman.
0: So you have it's done It's naturally that. in me. I know.
1: I wouldn't say naturally. I was raised that way. I know. And I don't like it. I don't like that about myself. I love meeting and getting to know strong women. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy. But God, yeah, there's still that thing in me that wants to ask a man to, to fix something for me if I can't fix it. I am getting better about that. I did assemble some shit. I assembled a coffee table. You did? <laughs> when we were at the River House.
0: Yep. And we know some strong women who can do lots of different
1: things, very capable. Uh huh. Our listener, Joe. Oh, God. Come That's right. to help
0: us at the Airbnb. She's going to come again.
1: She shows up with a fucking tool bag and just starts fixing shit.
0: I know. It's super impressive. To me, anyone who can do the task is capable. Right. I guess I'm the opposite because my father died when I was pretty young and I didn't have any brothers. Yeah. So, like, you can be a male or female. Or non binary dentist, mm-hmm. and you're just as qual. You're all just qualified. Like, is it just that mechanical stuff is
1: supposed to be done by a man? The thought is that men are more logical, so they can figure they can shit out. Well, here's the thing if you've never been taught to use your logic, mm-hmm. yeah, you won't be logical. And I'm pretty fucking logical. You are. So for me, I have never typically haven't used my logic mm-hmm. side of me because it's like, I'm the funny one. I'm the artsy one, or what. I don't know how you, I don't know how you want to put it. You're the jock. I'm the jock. You're the brainless jock. So when assembly <laughs> shit comes up, I'm like Brent or boys, whatever. Boys do it. Boys do it. Boys do it. And then when I'm finally divorced and without a boy, and it's like fuck, I need to assemble something. It's massive stress. Massive stress overwhelmed because I haven't practiced that in my life. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the more you practice something that you think is just not you, you can get better. at. Yeah. I assembled the fucking coffee table and it was a hard one. It had like lots of screws and hinges (laughs) and the top comes up and goes down. Mm -hmm. So to think you need to be a certain way because of your gender Mm -hmm. is just archaic. It is archaic. (laughs) It is for sure. And to prove even more of a point, as we were out fishing, the people that live next door to us to the right that we met. Super nice. There was a couple men folk down there. Fishing. um, Fishing. Been fishing for a couple of days. Haven't seen them catch anything. And here are the ladies reeling them in like nobody's business (laughs) to the point where when Mary caught her big one, her second big one, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't want to flay that thing up. I'm tired. Like I'm done. Plus we got invited to a party on the other side of the house. Um, So we get to go tell the man like, hey, do you want a catfish? We have extra. We keep catching them. Right. And he looked in the bucket and he was like, Oh yeah. Wow, that that's a big one. <laughs> we got to give it away.
0: Indeed we did, because we are a capable fisherwomen. Fisher women. I Look cannot wait
1: to just hang out there topless and Oh sh- no. Nope. On the dock? Is that not allowed?
0: Hmm.
1: Well, you are a woman. <laughs> I think it's illegal. That's true. My nipples are somehow— You might cause
0: someone to sin.
1: Yeah. My <laughs> nipples are more scandalous than the neighbor's man nipples. <laughs> Go figure. Oh, my God.
0: I think we should take a break. Before we do, if you would like to send us a letter, please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. We'd appreciate it.
1: We might even read it on the
0: podcast. We sure
1: might. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, we'll be right back.
1: We are back. We are back. Is it my turn? <laughs> I'm <laughs> quick, looking at you. Quick update um, on the Natasha Helfer issue. Oh, yeah. She was exed. Oh, right. So mm-hmm. if you're just no big tuning in. No Yeah, no big surprise. You're tuning in now. Um, A, start at the beginning of the podcast, <laughs> but whatever. Just go to last week's episode. I'm going to explain it all. But yeah, she was excommunicated. Yes, she was. And it's bullshit. Thanks for the update. Yep. Could have been two weeks ago. <laughs> who, knows? I, who knows? Who but, knows? Who knows? But okay, since this episode is coming out somewhere in the general vicinity of Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about some moms? We need to talk about some moms. Okay. So I decided what would be best is to find out within Mormonism what is taught about moms. And who knows more about moms than men? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's who wants to talk about it. We'll just scroll through a little bit. What is this from? What are you scrolling? Oh, these are, these are quotes from prophets. Oh, prophets. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a thousand. I'm just trying to pick through some of them. Um, President George Albert Smith, women has filled a wonderful part in the march of progress, but most important of all the duties that have been laid upon the gentler sex—I <laughs> oh don't God. like gentle sex. Uh, anyway, <laughs> is the duty of bringing into the world and rearing the children of our Heavenly Father. That's what's most important. Absolutely. Whether you want to or not have mm-hmm. kids, you need to. For sure. A- according to these men. Yep, We're Mormons. Mm-hmm. Motherhood. This is by President David O. McKay, also an asshole. Asshat. They're all asshats, let's be honest. Here we go. <laughs> Motherhood consists of three principal attributes or qualities. Namely, number one, the power to bear. Bear children. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe or she, she bears.
0: bears.
1: <laughs> Jinx. Number two, the ability to rear. Okay. Like take it in the rear? Bear, bear and rear. Is he, is he trying to be all rhymey? I don't know. Oh, bear and rear don't <laughs> rhyme, but they would rhyme in Mormon hymns because they fuck <laughs> that shit sure. up all the time. Number three, the gift to love. Well, okay, thank you. This ability and willingness properly to rear children, the gift to love and eagerness, yes, longing to express it in soul development. Hmm. Make motherhood the noblest office or calling in the world. And by the way, <laughs> if you want to be a mom, awesome. Kick its ass. I'm not making fun of this idea about how amazing motherhood is. I'm saying when men tell, or either even women, tell women this is what you have to do and this is why. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. And specifically when it's random men.
0: Yeah. I mean— to think that women have only one purpose is
1: such narrow-minded bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. punch that guy in the throat. hmm Okay. Well, here's what President Ezra Taft Benson says. It is divinely ordained what a woman should do. The divine work of women involves companionship, homemaking, and motherhood. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh,
0: yeah. I forgot about homemaking. That's uh-huh. that's our other purpose. Uh, yeah. Let's what about make, let's catching make a fucking 25-inch
1: home? fish? Yeah! yeah! that's my divine purpose Mm -hmm. but President Ezra Taft Benson also said a mother's role is God ordained Mm -hmm. mothers are to conceive number one get knocked up bear Mm -hmm. not she bear nourish (laughs) love and train they are to be Helpmates, help meets or mates. This one's mate, but I've heard it. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much sums it up. He he was a good one on this. There are voices in our midst which would attempt to convince you that these home-centered truths are not applicable to our present-day conditions. If you listen and heed, you will be lured away from your principle oh, obligations. Like get a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then he goes ahead and says, these beguiling voices in the world cry out for alternative lifestyles uh, for women. So for me, alternative <laughs> lifestyles like gay, I guess, right? No, <laughs> sure. he's talking about just like... Getting a job. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: leaving, the leaving
1: the home. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: You're so... So alternative. <laughs> Don't step foot out of that place. <laughs> your place is in the home. Why are you putting your shoes on? <laughs> um, and then he says, they maintain that some women are better suited for careers than for marriage and motherhood. These individuals spread their discontent by the propaganda that there are more <laughs> exciting and self-fulfilling roles for women than homemaking. Some even have been bold enough to suggest that the church move away from the Mormon woman stereotype of homemaking and rearing children. They also say it is wise to limit your family so you can have more time for personal goals and self-fulfillment. Yeah, what a fuck-up idea to, like, have personal goals and want to have self-fulfillment. Ladies,
0: quit putting yourselves first. Come on. (laughs) So selfish. (laughs) So selfish. selfish. Oh, my God, these elders of the church. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ
1: of Latter-day Saints. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's one. This comes from the family, a proclamation of the world. The first commandment that God gave to Adam and Eve pertained to their potential for parenthood as husband and wife. (laughs) Like, so right out of the gate, be a fucking mom. Mothers are primarily responsible for the nurture of their children. So what if you don't want kids? right? What what, what are you going to do? Uh, Be a big old sinner, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's do some more Elder Ezra Taft Benson. Okay. He rocked it. One apparent impact of the women's movement. Ooh. (laughs) Which is funny because he was alive like this was back in 78. (laughs) (laughs) The women's movement, meaning like you can get a job if you want. Mm -hmm. Okay. One impact has been the feelings of discontent it has created among young women who have chosen the role of wife and mother. They are often made to feel that there are more exciting and self-fulfilling roles for women than housework, diaper changing, and children calling for mother. Well, it's it's true. There are more exciting things. (laughs) Yeah, diapers aren't that exciting. No, no, I hate them. This view loses sight of the eternal perspective that God elected Women, to the noble role of mother, and that exaltation is eternal motherhood. Elected, huh? Vote for me! <laughs> <laughs> I elect you to have babies. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Richard G. Scott, who's more, uh, more recent, says, Beware, I love the bewares, the warnings, Beware mm-hmm. of the subtle ways Satan employs to take you from the plan of God and true happiness. One of Satan's most effective approaches is to demean the role of wife and mother in the home. This is an attack at the very heart of God's plan to foster love between husband and wife and to nurture children in the atmosphere of understanding, peace, appreciation, and support. I could go on, and Mm -hmm. I will in a minute. (laughs) Here's another one. Of course, as a woman, you can do exceptionally well in the workplace, but— is that the best use of your divinely appointed talents and feminine traits? I mean, you could be a doctor, or you could use your real talent and change diapers. Exactly. And vacuum. Hey, guess what? You can actually do both, you fuckers. If you want both, do both. Mm-hmm. As a husband, this is a warning for the husbands, don't encourage your wife to go to work to help in your divinely appointed responsibility of providing resources for the family. No, don't do it. No, don't. don't. mm yeah, I just feel like at this time of year during Mother's Day, we just really need to direct women more as to how they should act and behave. Let's just tell them what to do. Oh, for sure. And I can't think back of— Back to the kitchen, Back woman. to the kitchen. I can't think of any better book to do that than— Fascinating womanhood. <laughs> so good. When was that written again? Uh, Originally—can you hear my page turning? Originally— 1965. Okay. Um, But it has been reissued as recently as 2007, which means some people are still reading this shit. I mean, I am, but just because it's funny to make fun of it. That's not that long ago. No, that's what I'm saying. Still in effect, people. Still in effect. Yep. So I just randomly opened a page about how to be a mom uh, here in this book. And so those of you who were just ignoring me for the first part,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: pay attention. Oh, okay. This chapter is basically, uh, well, it is called The Domestic Goddess.
0: Ooh. Ooh, domestic goddess,
1: and and it's, it's it's like list shit of how you're going to be supposed to be this. Mm-hmm. And uh, number five of this random list uh, says: organize priorities, work out wise priorities, put first things first. To arrange priorities, list your six most important duties, then arrange them in order of importance. Consult your husband and children for their opinions. Your children, so, yeah. So basically, your husband, and your kids get to tell you, nah, that's that's not first priority. Nah, that's not. <laughs> So here's a sample list of priorities in order. Priority list. Number one, my appearance. Oh, God. Yep. Right there. (laughs) Right there. Kids, should I wear this outfit? My husband's like, I I need you to have your makeup on before I get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Number two, regular meals on time. Mm -hmm. Number three, house tidy. Oh, sure. Next, washing and ironing. And the next one is imperative shopping. Does that mean like shit you have to get, not anything that you would like to get? Just the essential. Tampons just might not be on that list. (laughs) And then is auxiliary things.
0: Auxiliary, huh? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Make sure you consult with your
1: entire family so they can all tell you what to do. Oh, for sure. For Mm -hmm. sure. Oh, to keep your priorities, avoid time wasters, such as talking on the phone, sewing to excess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's funny.
1: (laughs) I can't remember the last time I sewed. I'm a sewing addict! (laughs) Don't you think that's a little bit excessive? (laughs) Hi, my
0: name is Barbara, and I have a sewing addiction.
1: (laughs) Welcome, Barbara. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Let's see. More time wasters. Spending hours of time reading, (laughs) watching TV, or browsing through shops. You may justify time spent on these things because you enjoy them. Such may be the case, but when you determine to be a domestic goddess, <laughs> you must be willing to make such sacrifices. Yeah, don't do anything you enjoy too much. No, like no. sewing, <laughs> no, for instance. <laughs> no, no, that's funny. I just, I, I can I keep going on this? It's just, it's so appropriate for our Mother's Day discussion because mm. I think a lot of you moms out there, yeah. you don't know how to be a good mom. And I mean, so, get it together, yeah, ladies. Yeah. yeah. You can pick up this book on Amazon, Fascinating Womanhood. (laughs) So let's talk about work a little bit. It's kind of tough. Although you concentrate, simplify, organize, and have priorities well in mind, you will not reach success unless you are willing to work. Good homemaking requires diligent effort, as does any worthy achievement. The only way to run a household is to put on your apron, (laughs) roll up your sleeves, and go to work. Very next though, it's just about don't how.
0: show your porn shoulders. No, don't do that. Don't roll you need- up your
1: sleeves too much. No, no. Oh God, no. I think she means roll them from like your wrist to like <laughs> sew three your apron, sleep.
0: but then step away from the sewing machine. <laughs> don't sew to excess. <laughs> Put it on and then roll your <laughs> sleeves up, but not too far.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I Number seven, make him comfortable. Oh, with all of your diligence in homemaking, allow your husband. To be comfortable. Remember, his home is his castle. Oh, absolutely. Check this out. I'm about to lose my shit. Let him hang his coat on a chair. (laughs) Lie on his bed without concern for the spread. Stack his papers on his desk. Put his glasses on the dresser and his shoes by the bed. This doesn't mean you invite him to be slovenly. Slovenly? Who the fuck says that? (laughs) You do. Just now. (laughs) Okay. Let him be relaxed and comfortable in his own home. This, (laughs) too, is part of being a domestic goddess oh just clean up after him yeah he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants okay this next little paragraph is going to make people flip their shit okay ready ready for example a man was married to a fussy perfectionist housekeeper Uh she followed him around picking up after him straightening the pillows smoothing the rugs picking lint from the carpet and removing his clutter finally he tired of this foolishness divorced her and married a woman who was the opposite she was a good housekeeper, but allowed him to relax and be comfortable. In comparing the two women, he said, the change in wives was like taking off a pair of tight shoes and putting on a pair of soft, comfortable slippers. So it has nothing to do
0: with loving someone. No.
1: It's just the better wife is the better homemaker. I don't
0: care if I love her or not. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> or the more relaxed homemaker,
1: but not too relaxed. No. Do all the shit, but let him fuck it up. <laughs> And then do the shit again, but not when he's looking, because then he'll fill.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do the shit in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you have to be the best organizer, housekeeper, but only between these
1: hours. Yes, and when no one's looking. Yes, He <laughs> should like, be invisible. It, it's he does he doesn't need to know how the magic happens. <laughs> oh, one more thing it says is that children should not be given the same relaxing privileges as their father. They should bend to your training and instructions. Mm. So then what happens when the boy turns into a man, then he suddenly gets to take advantage of the woman? like I guess so. Weird. I guess that's your right as a husband. There's so much I could read from here. I know, and we will. We will.
0: Just uh, let's save some for another day. Well,
1: wait, wait. What? One more thing. Oh, okay. The domestic goddess finds joy in bearing children. This is a natural instinct in the truly feminine woman. (laughs) How does a man view all of this? Men respect women who delight in bearing children. The man himself may complain about the responsibility and even oppose the birth of more children, but he doesn't admire women who complain. Mm. How unfeminine it sounds when a woman complains sorrowfully, Oh, I'm pregnant again. Men admire women who want children and devote themselves to their care no matter what the sacrifice.
0: Oh, my God. But he's allowed slam. to complain.
1: Of course, this is me slamming the book. <laughs> So he's allowed to complain about it. Mm-hmm. She's not. No. Suck it up, lady. And she, he could always leave her if if she starts feeling like a tight pair of shoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he wants that comfy pair.
1: Yeah, he wants like that comfy. Right, yep. <laughs> God. What a great book. It's so a wonderful. Treat, and again, this womanhood. is the book that my mother read Yeah. Uh, at the time that she was getting married. It explains a lot. Mm-hmm. It really, really does. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So we just got one little verse in our Who's Your Sky Daddy uh, segment for today. Is Sky Daddy reading for us? Well, Pirate God's going to read from the Book of Mormon in a minute. Oh. Sky Daddy and Pirate God are different.
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) different but similar.
0: (laughs) Is it like separate but equal? (laughs) (laughs) So, Who's Your Sky Daddy? Okay. Today's reading is from Exodus 21, Ah. verse 22. So, again, these were laws probably— given to
1: Moses mm-hmm. from God, from Sky Daddy. It's unfortunate that we don't follow those laws today.
0: It is so unfortunate. <laughs> is it? So this is something about pregnant women. So oh. not quite mothers yet, but close. Sure. So when men strive together, there's a lot of verses about That's men striving. That's like fighting. Striving. Yeah, it's fighting. Yeah. I guess men fought a lot.
1: Wasn't but, it that <laughs> if a woman touches someone's genitals during a fight, you chop her hand off? Yeah, chop last her hand week. off for okay. sure. All right, carry on.
0: In this case, when men fight and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out, how does that happen? And children, is she have a litter? What's going on? Does it on? mean the children run out of the house? Or they <laughs> run out of her know. vagina? I don't Where are they know. running out from? It doesn't really say. Huh. Uh, but if there's no harm, the one who hit her shall surely be fined, as the woman's husband shall impose on him. So he has to pay a fine.
1: Mm.
0: If he hits, A A pregnant pregnant woman. woman. Doesn't lose his hand. No, he has to pay a fine. And if the children come out. So where they're coming from, I don't really (laughs) know.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I mean,
0: I know where kids come
1: from. You know where babies come from. I know where babies come (laughs) from. (laughs) Although
0: I've never personally gone through that, thankfully. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, There's so much in Exodus. I want to read more about
1: this uh, next time because there's some really
0: good Sky Daddy quotes in here. Sky
1: Daddy is saying, if two men are fighting— and one of the men ends up punching the pregnant a, a woman. pregnant woman and, and the, the women, babies and come the, out and the baby and the kids come out and the kids come out and then she, he needs to pay a fine he needs to pay a fine yeah mm-hmm. it seems fair mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems fair yeah there's some great laws and uh in sky Exodus. daddy what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> sky daddy's vengeful what can we say? That's got he's, a mean streak. He's so loving. Mm-hmm. But you know what I do love? Mm. Pirate God. Pirate God. I think Pirate God wants to do a reading, but I think I need to set it up. Okay, let's set this Otherwise up. Otherwise people will be like, what are you talking about? Although yeah. Exmos will not be like what you talking about, because they will have read this a billion times. Why? Because it's in First Nephi. Everyone has read First Nephi a billion times. So this is the point where um so Lehi has sent his sons, Nephi, Laman, and Lemuel, out to do some <laughs> shit, right? And um, the mother of the children, Soraya, of course, is like worried and complaining because shit, you're just putting our boys in like major, major harm's way, probably gonna die. All right. And now they have come back. Hmm. So this is, uh, what is it, Pirate God, First Nephi chapter 5, 1, 2, and 3. Is that what Pirate God is reading today? Yes. All right, here we go. Shiver me, scriptures. <laughs> Okay. Sugar me scriptures it is. <laughs> and it came to
3: pass that after we had come down into the wilderness
0: unto our father. Wait a minute, is that me? Yes. Wait a
3: minute, is that me? <laughs> Behold, he was filled with joy. And also my mother, Soraya, was exceedingly glad, for she truly had mourned because of us.
0: I already don't know what the fuck is going on. Um. <laughs>
3: I already don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs>
1: So Lehi sent the boys out to kill somebody Uh or to get plates. Um, Like golden plates? Yes, actually. (laughs) I I think they were brass. But yeah, genealogy. (laughs) Sent him to go get genealogy because somehow if that's so fucking important, you need to kill people to get it.
0: Oh, so you had your lineage like inscribed on some brass plates? Something like that.
1: Yeah. So sent him to get them knowing that it was super, super dangerous and uh, the boys had just returned. And Soraya, the mom, was glad because she had been sad that her boys might be dead. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: For she had supposed that we had perished in the wilderness, and she also had complained
0: shit, complained. (laughs) Damn it, Soraya. Damn those women and their complaints. Uh Uh-huh. Against my father,
3: telling him that he was a visionary man, saying, Behold! Wow. (laughs) Thou hast led us forth from the land of our inheritance, and my sons are no more, and we perish in the wilderness—
0: why is this important? I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, just read
1: the final. The, verse 3 is short. Go.
3: And after this manner of language had me mother complained against me father.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and? The point of this. <laughs> what's the point? Is that in the scriptures, they managed to bitch about Soraya bitching, even though she's bitching for a good reason. <laughs> That's the point you got from this? Uh-huh. Because it's Mother's Day. <laughs> Okay. She's upset. God, do I have to go over this again? She's Soraya, ups- quit complaining. <laughs> Shut up. Shut your pie hole. Why would you question your husband, even though he sent your sons to go into like the dangerous land and break into the king's house who hates them and is probably going to kill them? But you need those brass plates so that you know your ancestry.
0: Did they shove a broadsword up into a fat king's belly <laughs> and the guts came out and they shit himself?
1: Close. They got him drunk and cut <laughs> his head off. Really? Yeah. Well,
3: shit, I didn't get to read that good
0: part. What the fuck? (laughs) Another time, another time. (laughs) Okay. All right, thanks, Pirate God. Thanks for showing up. Yeah, we appreciate you. We're going to take a final break, and then I think Pirate God is going to read patron names. Oh, shit, for real? I think so. If Pirate God's willing to do that. We shall see. Mm -hmm.
3: Pirate God might need some water. (laughs) (laughs) Be right back.
0: Okay, we're back with some patrons, right?
1: We have exactly five, oh. although the first one is a twofer. Okay. So it only counts as one, so maybe we just have four. Okay. That's a lot of math. What's the twofer? Well, they they signed up together, which ah. leads me to believe that they are lovers. Oh, maybe. Sarah and Julia. Are you lovers? Sarah and Julia. Mm. Julia Gulia? <laughs> 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 Let's see what
0: pirate god has to say about these two.
3: Sarah! We thank you for your patronage.
1: I guess we won't make you up the plank today. (laughs) I'm watching Pirate God make these sounds (laughs) and like these arm gestures. (laughs) No one can see it, Mary. I mean, Pirate God. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah and Julia, our clam clam slammers. Oh, God. (laughs) I just had to say it because it's a funny word. Mm. Maybe you're not, but you probably are. Next, Hannah... Hannah M. Thank you. Hoist the mainsail,
3: Hannah. Get yourself working, you lazy bitch.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) Did I just say that? You did. (laughs) So you can't take it back now. Leave it in, Dan. Leave it in. (laughs) Next is Rochelle R. R. Rochelle (laughs) R.
3: Get yourself swabbing that deck because it's mother's day and you need to be working
1: does <laughs> she need to put it on her <laughs> apron and roll up her sleeves
3: don't sew that apron too long that's a sickness. <laughs> thank you rochelle get back to work
1: <laughs> lastly yeah is marin marin okay thanks <laughs> hey, marin marin give me some rum there's a lot of room. You keep yelling Marin. <laughs> you keep saying, yelling her name at her. It's like she knows her fucking name. What's your name again?
0: Marin
1: <laughs> Thank you. That's it. <laughs> and how can people support us? That was Patreon? real weird. It was awesome. <laughs>
0: uh, if you would like to support us on Patreon, I'm not really sure why you would <laughs> uh, but we need it so please <laughs> do. <laughs> please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash Support. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember for a second. It's slash support. All that pirate god business makes me lightheaded, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that it? Are we done? That's it. Okay. There you go. Before we uh, completely wrap this up, though, we wanted to mention that this episode may be a little later than our normal release time by a couple of days. Mm -hmm. We are, you know, scrambling to get that Airbnb ready to go. Yeah. Got a lot going on. So if we are a little bit more loosey-goosey with our release dates this summer, yeah. Uh, sorry. Please. If you'd like to send Forget in us. hate mail,
1: go ahead. We'll make a t-shirt out of it. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing our best here, people. We are. We what are we trying to not do? Light ourselves on fire by keeping other people warm. Yes. So. And we're being totally honest here. We have become so busy mm-hmm. with multiple things we have going on, some of them fun, some of them not so fun really, between jobs and families and everything, we're exhausted. We have a lot going on. So not that we're inviting you to feel sorry for us. That's not what we want. But just be understanding if we can't get things out in as timely of a manner as we once could, we are doing our best. We adore and love everyone. And it's not like we don't want to disappoint you, but we like the interaction with you. So, And we don't want to disappoint you. And we don't want to disappoint you. It doesn't mean we won't
0: or that we will. Mm-hmm. But certainly that is not our intent. Correct. Yeah. We're, we're doing, doing our
1: best, best goddammit. Doing our best here. We're sewing an apron and putting that shit on and rolling up our quarter sleeve <laughs> and doing our best.
0: You know who else is doing his best? Dan from Extension Audio. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Thank you. Everybody, please, steer clear of cults. They're no joke. Especially for the mothers. <laughs> no joke at all. No joke. Talk to you later. Bye.